the VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. Whether you're a veteran voice actor, just starting out, or don't even know how to set a level, we're here to help you avoid the pitfalls along your voiceover path to success. The VO Meter is brought to you by Voice Actor Websites, Vocal Booth To Go, Global Voice Acting Academy, JMC Demos, and Sennheiser. Meter is produced in part using Source Connect, made by source-elements.com. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 58 of the VO Meter. Measuring your voiceover progress. Today is our special mega episode recapping eVocation 2020, the virtual-only version of the Vocation NYC conference that was started last year. Sean and I both attended. We were honored to be the official podcast, and I was a presenter as well. Awesome. Yeah, congrats. Uh, I don't know about you, though, but I am burnt out. <laughs> That's a lot of information, but it was a lot of fun, too. What were some highlights for you? Well, first of all, the variety in the speakers, I think, is the first thing that pops out at me. Last year was great, because I went to that one in person, as we talked about also. But I think there was even greater variety within still the framework of it being the business of voiceover, because that's the slogan of the conference. Mm -hmm. But we had great uh, agents, great working pros from animation, from mocap, from non-broadcast, and just some great advice overall from everybody. And... I really enjoyed really each and every talk. How about you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the highlights for me were definitely the business for animation and video game stuff that you were saying. I mean, I'm a big Venture Brothers fan, so being able to see Michael Sinter Nicholas talk for an hour or so was a lot of fun. And then, of course, David uh, Sobolov as well. And, and some returning favorites like Sarah Sherman. And then, and what was really cool was just being able to meet all of the presenters leading up to the conference and kind of seeing familiar faces and learning some new ones. And it, it was kind of cool preparing for the conference in that way. But other than that, it was nice kind of hearing some important themes repeated, like like watching Maria Pendolino's talk on negotiation and our good friend Joe Davis's talk on websites. And it makes me really want a new one now because mm -hmm. mine's a little dated. But yeah, so it, it was definitely, uh, it was a bunch of new, exciting, inspirational stuff and some good reminders of things that I should be maintaining in my business. Yeah, I agree. And then a couple other key things I should bring up. Some of it is sort of, jumping off my own presentation that Jay Preston and I did on the Saturday Night Networking Party. The fact that the business is still all about relationships more than anything else. There was a great quote by Daikim Lyles in the, the uh, casting panel where he said, you could be the greatest voice actor in the world, but if I don't know you, who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Sobolov mentioned that, too. He was like, I met this guy at a bar in Toronto who had the best Kermit the Frog. And it was just like, this guy should be the real Kermit, but no one will ever find him because he doesn't have a website. <laughs> yeah, in that same panel, the, the casting panel, Andy Roth said, follow-ups, because it's not about getting on the radar, it's about staying on the radar. And that's mm -hmm. so true. Um, Jim Kennelly and Sam Euphrit actually encouraged people to reach out to them from the conference live during the, the show because 
they, they know that it's impossible for them to keep up with everything that's going on. So they want people to constantly remind them and don't feel shy about it. Absolutely. No, and, and that's that was kind of something that I thought was unique about this conference was the emphasis on the casting perspective, right? Because, I mean, you had Jim and Sam from Lotus Productions. You had Robin Starr from, from ACM Management. You had so many people. And, of course, Sarah Sherman for, is a casting director and Kelly Wilkening and various agents as well. But I felt like they really had a larger voice than you might here at some of the other conferences and so that was really cool to have like at least three hours of people who hire voice talent telling you what they're looking for exactly what they're looking for yeah so many gems like alexa magnato and that same panel i keep referencing said always make that connection it's always better than a cold email but then she also gave a warning which i thought was interesting about social media and how you need to be smart with what you post because people are always looking and she said i don't want to babysit adults (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. So we talked about Maria's keynote, and a couple of key points I took away from that was that you are a business. That was her her overarching theme, that you need to think of yourself as a business, and your voice is the product. But you're still selling something, and what you're selling is your voice. And I actually echoed this on Saturday night myself, that you are the product, and uh, you have to operate yourself as a business. And then you also need to diversify your business. And saying no more often will help shift your mentality to a more positive note because when you say no it's empowering because and what we're talking about is when you have a client who lowballs you or asks for usage that is outside the scope of the project or the fee that you're being that you're putting out there it's okay to say no and in the long run that will make your business better because those are the clients you really don't need in the long run absolutely yeah so many people are so desperate when they start to just find work Right. Like because, I mean, they feel like that's the biggest hurdle and like the dam is going to burst once you get that initial gig. Right. But being selective and really carving out the career that you want, like taking ownership of it from the beginning rather than kind of letting the winds of change just like dictate your fate. Right. Just like you said, it's empowering. It has like you're much more confident, not just as a performer, but as a business person, if you take control of your business from the very beginning. Yeah, and then Joey Shalio, who did a, an entire presentation on how to track your business, uh, actually shared her spreadsheet with the entire uh, list of attendees if they wanted it. That, she that was a revelation. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and the biggest takeaways I had from Joey's presentation was what gets measured gets managed, meaning that if you're not measuring your results, then you're not going to focus on that aspect of your business because you don't know what the heck is going on. So what's, mm-hmm. what gets measured gets managed. And the other thing was if you don't do your own accounting, the, the way Joey manages her business is to be meticulous with all of her record keeping because she wants to be her accountant's star student. I like that. And moving on to the agent panel, there was a lot of talk about what gets you hired or what agents are looking for. And what Robin said, Robin Starr, was be professional, personable, creative, on time, know your studio, open-mindedness, and be yourself. And those things are, they sound simple enough in a relationship-based business, but a lot of people don't do those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I said, especially now, there's so, and that was a huge thing that I saw is like, since so many people for, um, are kind of based on the East Coast and a lot within New York City because they are familiar with Karin and Jamie's groups and, and stuff like that. But one thing I noticed is that there were so few people who had home studio setups. It was a real stumbling block for a lot of people, 
And and I understand it. it. Like, I don't have to deal with that. Like, I'm in rural Washington. I don't have to deal with the same kind of noise issues um, being in an apartment in Brooklyn might give you. But in this day and age, especially right now with everyone working from home, you just can't afford not to have one. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, let's talk about the Working Pros panel, which was done by Rob Moreira, Mia Bankson, and Mara Juno. And they had some great takeaways. They were asked what some of their aha moments was or what some of their aha moments were. Let me, let me speak with the right, uh, the right English te- uh, tense. Um, <laughs> Rob said he needed to swallow his pride and ask people for advice, where he was trying to do it all himself as a one-man show and realized he didn't know it all. And what he said was, you need to find your Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I forget exactly who he was, who he was referencing, but when he found this person that helped him elevate his business, it really took off. And then... Mara talked about how networking was hard when she first started, and I found that hilarious because she's one of the... She's so sociable, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so sociable. But she said she found it really hard when she first started, but now some of the people that she's networked with have become her best friends. And again, that was something I sort of talked about on Saturday night was how you really can create these relationships that are long-lasting, even virtually. And, and that's another thing, too, about networking that people... I mean, so much of it, people are interested in just getting that job right? Mm-hmm. Or they're not specific enough and they're not open to the fact that not every contact is going to be a hire, right? But that doesn't mean that it's not valuable in other ways. Like Mary was saying, like you're building a network of peers and colleagues that maybe you can refer or be referred by, or like you can have a, find a mentor like Rob was mentioning. So the value of these relationships can be measured in more than dollars and cents. Yeah, I've, I've always thought that as well. Another aha moment for Mara was to know your sound and trust your voice. Actually, I think she said it the other way around. Trust your voice and your sound. Because early on, she felt sort of self-conscious about her deeper register voice as, as a female voice actor. I struggle with this myself, where I've found myself, and coaches have told me, that I sometimes do auditions in a higher-pitched register because I feel like that's what the copy needs. But my voice is really down here, and... I think it was yep, Tom, Tom yep. Pinto who first told me, you got to perform where your voice sits best. And that's the same problem Mara talked about. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's like confidence and being or being confident in yourself that you can just show yourself and be show your true self. And then like I totally feel it for you with the getting too enthusiastic and artificially higher pitched because yep. you think like, you know, it's a real problem with guys, like I think. And but I have the opposite because I mean if I was gonna try and sound like Paul, that would not be a very convincing character because <laughs> it's not in my natural range. So so again, it's so important to acknowledge or to have that awareness of where your voice sits in the mix and what characters you can believably play without doing anything, right? Because you're going to get hired to be you more often than anyone else. Yep. And then Mia Bankson had a couple of great takeaways as well. She talked about how she had a day job for a long time and she made sure to set herself up both financially and uh, and with her uh, medical insurance before she left her day job just in case something happened to her. And then she actually did get sick with it with an ailment right after going full time, and because she had built up that financial base, uh, base was able to survive that. And her biggest surprise was that when she came back from her leave, her clients were still there waiting for her again because of those relationships she has built over the years. Mm. And then finally, Mia's greatest quote, talking about sort of what Maria touched on about how it's okay to say no. Mia said, "All money ain't good money." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
So that was great. As you can see, we learned a lot from the various presenters. But as everyone knows, it's not all about the education at these conferences. There's a fun social element, too. And Paul, you actually got to be an MC for the networking event. Can you tell us about how that went? Yeah, I think it went really well. I was co-hosting with Jay Preston. And we came up with this idea of doing the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game with VO. So we explained the concept where you have where you pick out an actor that you know, and you try and connect him to Kevin Bacon in some way because he's been in so mm. many darn movies over his career. So I think the example I used was, uh, let's say, you pick out Amber Heard, who was recently in Aquaman with Willem Dafoe, who was in Born on, Fourth of, Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, who was in um, A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. There you go. You connected him in less, less than six degrees <laughs> of separation. That's like four steps. That's great. Right. Uh. And what Jay and I were saying is that you can often do the same thing in VO and actually help people connect to their business that way. So if you want to get into medical narration, there are specific coaches that do that, like J. Michael Collins is doing some, uh, some medical training right now. Or if you need some idea on how to pronounce terminology, there is an attendee from the conference named Kim Newlove who hosts a podcast called The Pharmacist Voice, all about medical narration. So what I would do is connect you to Kim or J. Michael Collins and help help you move your career along in that way. And then at the end, what we actually did was do some live examples of this. So we just picked people at random and Jay, <laughs> and Jay and I tried our best to connect them in some way to something they needed. And whether it be a coach or a direct referral to a hiring person, some, a casting director or an agent, or a piece of equipment, because as you know, that's kind of what, what you and I specialize in sometimes. Yeah, yep. And it worked out pretty well. Jay was able to connect somebody to a referral for for animation, somebody, uh, I think it was Nessa Lobos, who we actually interviewed, asked about um, where to find a booth. And I was like, oh, I could help you there. And I, <laughs> and I instantly gave her two Craigslist and Facebook listings that I knew about that had booths for sale in the New York and New Jersey area. Frickin' savant. <laughs> so I think people liked that. Uh, it went longer than we were expecting, but that's because people were enjoying themselves, and overall it was a good time. No, that's great. And you guys, like, literally destroyed the or, or like you uh demystified and made networking fun that's so cool well thank you i appreciate that so before we move on to our interview portion i just wanted to touch on probably my favorite moment of the conference we i think it was on friday it was after um kind of like things were starting to quiet down and people were just kind of networking and asking questions and stuff like that. And we had a couple of new talents who were just asking so many questions. And then you pointed out like, hey, guys, did you realize that we have an actual voiceover producer in the room that we can ask these questions to? And it was um, it was Jim Kennelly quietly waiting in the wings is just kind of like. He's just looking, he's just got these puppy dog eyes at like someone, please ask me for help. And then we, so we started directing our questions at him. And that kind of like perfectly summarized, like you get out what you put in at these kind of conferences for me, because I mean, you knew who Jim was, you recognized him from working with him before, or you could have just recognized him from the brochure of the conference. And you weren't afraid to approach him and thank him for being here and ask him questions. It was so fun to watch. Like people kind of get this light bulb moment like, oh, this is a resource that I should be tapping. Like, <laughs> And then um, it was great. Yeah, it, I just it sort was... of turned it into a podcast episode. I was hoping you would join in too because that's kind of what it became. I started asking him questions <laughs> and, and he was responding <laughs> on the spot just like we were doing the interview a couple weeks before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that, that for me was a, was a really fun takeaway and it was kind of cool to see you in your element. 
Yeah, Jim and Sam both are just so, and Marion are just so giving in the, in the community of their time and their resources. And I wasn't worried about that because I knew Jim would, would be responsive. And he was, just like they always are. So that pretty much wraps up our summation of everything that went on. But we're going to go ahead and dive in to actually our interviews with the participants of the conference. So let's do that now, shall we? As a voice talent, you have to have a website. But what a hassle getting someone to do it for you. And when they finally do, they break or don't look right on mobile devices. They're not built for marketing and SEO. They're expensive. You have limited or no control. And it takes forever to get one built and go live. So what's the best way to get you online in no time? Go to voiceactorwebsites.com. Like our name implies, voiceactorwebsites.com just does websites for voice actors. We believe in creating fast, mobile-friendly, responsive, highly functional designs that are easy to read and easy to use. You have full control. No need to hire someone every time you want to make a change. And our upfront pricing means you know exactly what your costs are ahead of time. You can get your voiceover website going for as little as $700. So if you want your voice actor website without the hassle of complexity and dealing with too many options, go to voiceactorwebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. Hey, Sean, what's a vocal booth? Uh, it's an acoustically treated space to record voiceover, sing, or practice music. Okay, so then what's a vocal booth to go? An acoustically treated space to eat a cheeseburger and fries? No, of course not. Vocal Booth to Go's patented acoustic blankets, noise mitigation products, and portable booths are an effective alternative to expensive soundproofing. They're often used by vocal and voiceover professionals, engineers, and studios as an affordable soundproofing and absorption solution. Oh, I have it now. Actually, I've always had it. I've used Vocal Booth to Go's products for years, and I can't recommend them enough. Vocal Booth to Go. We make your environment quieter for less. Welcome back, everybody, live to the VO Meter, continuing our pre-show talks with some participants of eVocation. And I'm joined today by Jody Krangel. Now, Jody has been a voice actor since 2007 and has worked with clients from major brands all over the world, including Dell, BBVA, and Kraft. She's also a singer, and in 2015, she put out her own album of jazz, blues, and traditional tunes. Over the years, in doing what she does, she's learned a lot about sound and how it influences people. Her podcast on this subject is called Audio Branding, The Hidden Gem of Marketing. So, Jody, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Hi. <laughs> Good to hear from you again. We haven't seen each other probably in a little over a year. A little yeah. sad. Yes, it's been a while. I think, uh, was it VO Atlanta the yeah. last time? Yeah, I think that was yeah. the last time. So even over a year. Yeah. Ugh. So how have you been faring <laughs> in the current uh, COVID climate? Um, pretty well, considering I, I've been kind of lucky in that um, the voice type that is now in vogue <laughs> seems to match my voice type, which is nice. <laughs> it wasn't that way before COVID, which is interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, not that I would wish COVID on anybody. You know, these times are definitely challenging, but... It's kind of been a boom for my business, which is, you know, in a way kind of cool if you have to have something good happen from all of this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned we, we talked at Bio Atlanta several times, actually, and other various mm -hmm. events. Have you done any other virtual events either before the current pandemic or during? 
Well, right before the lockdown happened, right at the beginning of March, I was at a podcasting convention called PodFest in Orlando. And that was pretty much, I think, like the last live event that went on. I was home on March 10th, and I think it was that week that things ended up being shut down. So <laughs> Yeah, I basically used St. Patrick's Day as the marker, which is March 17th. And that's, that's, what, that's okay. what sticks in my mind. So yeah, right around that time. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty incredible. It was great to be with everyone, but we didn't know really what was going on. And everyone was like, you know, touching elbows and butting, you know, uh, uh, wrists and stuff like that. Like no one was really like hugging or holding hands or anything like that. Like, <laughs> so um, we were aware that something was going on, but it what? It wasn't really serious at that time. It didn't feel super serious, I guess. And that was a gathering of like 3,000 people yeah. in, I think, the Marriott's largest property in Orlando. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of people. And we're right next to like Walt Disney World. Right. You know, like. <laughs> I went to a, a bat mitzvah that same week, and it was the same situation. Oh, really? It was like, should we hug? Should we fist yeah. bump? What should we do? Ah, whatever. And then that yeah. next week, everything kind of kind of came into fruition yeah, but anyway I'm comfortable <laughs> so it sounds like you haven't done a virtual event yet how do you think evocation as opposed to the original vocation will be different as a virtual only event well I didn't go to the original so I haven't seen how it actually happens in physical space <laughs> I have been to a virtual conference I was at um, PodFest did a virtual conference where they actually tried to beat the Guinness Book of World Records which I think was 5,000 attendees in an online um, virtual conference and they actually managed to hit it believe it or not oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah so that was I think the end of August no sorry um, I think middle of August, somewhere around there. And it lasted almost two weeks. So the first week was sort of like a trial a, a trial thing, and then the second week was the actual conference. And it worked really well, but it worked really well because they had a particular application that they were using on people's phones and desktop, and that kept everyone connected. And people were able to have topics and conversations, and, you know, I guess Facebook could work in the same way, so I don't see why it couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, what are you most looking forward to about evocation, especially since this will be your first one? I love the business aspect of all of this, and I like that this conference is focused on that. And I always get a lot of information out of anything that Maria has to say. So mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to her keynote and her presentation and Joey's presentation as well, which I think is right after hers on Saturday, I think. Yeah, Joey is, is Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I'm looking forward to the networking too, because, uh, you know, uh, New York isn't that far away from me, and it's nice that I'm able to attend this virtually and sort of be a part of that environment for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great overall. Well, mm -hmm. it's only a few days away now, two days away, and I'm yeah. pretty excited. I'm sure you are, too. Before we get to the conference, tell us where people can find you or your music or your podcast if they want to get to know you more. <laughs> uh, well, the website is voiceoversandvocals.com, and the podcast is audiobrandingpodcast.com. And if you go to my website, you'll see that there is a vocals tab there, and you can hear any of the vocals that you might want to hear. <laughs>
All right, Jody, great to hear from you again. Hope we all see you a little bit this weekend and we'll have mm -hmm, some fun. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much. Welcome back, everybody, to the VO Meter and our pre-show interviews for eVocation 2020. We're joined by Gina Scarpa now. And Gina began her career in radio as a DJ over 20 years ago. And her voice was heard on Connecticut and New York radio stations such as KC101, WPLR, Radio 104, and K104. She went on to entertainment reporting where she covered reality television and interviewed hundreds of television personalities, hosts, and judges. Besides writing for Buddy TV and Reality Wanted, Gina also hosted a podcast called That's Your Reality. She now has spent over a decade working as a professional voiceover artist, lending her voice to countless commercials, videos, apps and games, trainings, and more. Gina recently voiced a national campaign for VSP Vision Insurance, and up next, we'll be recording a project with L'Oreal. So, welcome, Gina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So tell us, what are you most excited about with eVocation now that we're less than a, a full day away? Oh my gosh, I literally cannot wait for it to get here. I feel like I've been doing voiceover in kind of a box here in Connecticut, and just in the last few months, I've been branching out into New York and LA and making connections with people, and I'm just so excited. Literally for every panel, I feel like I'm just going to be online all weekend listening to everyone. Very cool. So is this your first uh, vocation conference? Well, this is my first conference, yeah. I mean, I've never been to one before, and I learned about it from um, the voice actors of NYC Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So um, I met Karin through there, and I'm super excited for her panel on Sunday morning. Um, and I know it's going to be online, and last year it was in person. Um, and almost everything I've done, you know, with casting directors and agents has been online for me. So it's great. I feel like it, they can accommodate more people. We'll get to meet people from across the country, maybe people who couldn't have made it out to New York City. Um, so I think it's going to be great. So you haven't attended any voiceover conference whatsoever? Did this is the first time. Wow. Oh, wow. You're in for a treat. I am so excited. You probably figured out just from being online and, and, like you said, the voice actors of New York City Group, the voiceover community is like no other. And even though it's virtual, there'll be lots of fake hugs or virtual hugs, and I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it. Yeah, you know, I've been really pleasantly surprised by how nice and accommodating everyone is. And everyone is just full of great information and support. I love being part of the group and meeting new people. Um, but this community has just been awesome. So welcoming. So we talked about in, in your intro some of the work you've done. What kinds of voice overwork are you looking to get into? Or maybe some things you're looking to take away from the conference and then move into your, your career path? So I think the biggest thing I'm looking to take away from the conference, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to learn the business side because I feel like that's something that I really need to, to brush up on and strengthen. But um, in terms of voiceover, I'm super excited to do the business of video games panel and also the animation panel. Um, I'm really excited about uh, Michael Center Nicholas being there from NYAV Post. Mm -hmm. um, so those, you know, animation and video games, that's the dream. And I've been doing a lot of commercial, a lot of radio and television commercials. So, um, yeah, animation and video games are like the next goal for me. So aside from those talks, what else are you looking forward to about the conference? I think doing the breakout rooms and getting to meet everybody, we were actually picking our breakout session rooms the other day, and I was um, asking online, I was like, who's going to be in the video game room with me? Because when I'm not doing voiceovers, I'm constantly playing competitive games online. And I'm also really excited about the casting director panel. Um, my voiceover coach, Daikim Lyles, is going to be speaking. Lisa Fishoff from Broadcasters, who I've previously read for. Alexa from Sound Lounge and Andy Roth, I don't know, but I'm really excited to learn from them and talk to them as well. Well, we've talked to most of them. We're actually talking to Daikim next, so we're, we're looking really? forward to that. Mm -hmm. He's the best. Daikim is awesome. 
So thanks for being here, Gina. We're looking forward to seeing you in, like I said, just over a, a day, or just, sorry, just under a day now. Uh, it's now Thursday, and tomorrow's the conference, so really excited. Look forward to seeing you then. I'm counting down. Thank you, guys. Very glad to be here. I'm John Duffin. I'm from Philadelphia, PA, and this is the second vocation that I've been lucky enough to attend. Yeah, we met last year at the original in New York City. Had a great exactly. time. Exactly. You greeted me at the door. It was like 9 o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> you were literally manning the door, and you were one of the first people that I got to say hello to. Yeah, it was great. So what are you liking so far about this one? Well, I'm liking, first off, I'm liking the tight structure. So I loved, like I said, Maria Pendolino has come up big in a couple of instances. I liked Jamie's podcast content. The session that we were just on with, um, with like I said, I'm, I'm saying the manager in the Asia with Kelly and, oh my God, I forgot Robin her name. Star. Robin, 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 Star. Robin. They were both, I felt like everybody is comfortable and prepared. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. There's no meandering. Uh, I think with Zoom calls and lengthy Zoom calls, you can start to feel that sense of overwhelm with information. But it's a tight format, a tight schedule. They're not messing around with time. And I'm, and I'm loving the fact that everybody, as I said, is, is pretty solid in regards to their preparation. Awesome. So what's your kind of what's your focus for like, what are you hoping to get out of the conference? Yeah. Uh, so for me, a couple of things. So one of them I already got. So I felt like I needed to be much tighter in regards to the currency and fluency as it relates to negotiations, uh, value, that sort of thing. I, I, I felt like I was floundering in regards to auditions or requests for rates. And it was one of those things where just that sense of understanding positioning, that helped me a great deal. I also happen to host a podcast. So Jamie's information in regards to the monetary benefits of podcasts or the other options as it relates to hosting and what have that was all very beneficial for me as well. And thirdly, I still consider myself fairly new to the business. And, 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 and the old cliche, you don't know what you don't know. I feel like I don't know much. And so there's a lot of things I want reinforced just in terms of overall knowledge, the business side of it, how to get better ahead, how to accelerate my progress. That's awesome. So we're about halfway through, maybe a little mm -hmm. less. Uh, what are you still looking forward to the rest of today and then Sunday? So I was noticing, I said, in terms of the schedule, there were several things. By the way, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Lotus uh, Lotus's presentation tomorrow morning. Um, I'm a big fan of Jim and Sam. So I, I to me, in terms of that will be great. Uh, there's this networking night tonight that I see. <laughs> That's going to be good. Some I mean, guy, maybe. Paul Stefano. Um, <laughs> Watch out for that guy. Right? Is hosting. I'm loving it. Uh, I want, And also, I'm, I'm looking for, like, the business is non-broadcast. It's tomorrow afternoon. It's something I'm really looking forward to as well, too. Wonderful, John. Well, it's been great talking with you. I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the networking tonight. Oh, I can't wait. All right, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Be well. Our pleasure. You too. 
Welcome back live, everybody, to the VO Meter here at Evocation 2020. We're joined now by Abigail Wall, who's a New York City-based voiceover talent. We actually met last year at the original Vocation Conference, and it's great to see you or hear from you again. How are you today? Yes, it's so cool to hear your voice. Oh my gosh, this is so, it's so cool. It's so strange. It's awesome. I, I, I love being able to be online and seeing everybody. Oh man, tell you what, I've missed you all. Yeah, it's really sort of captured that feeling, hasn't it? Even though we can't be in person and we get to spend time with our friends and it really is fun. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a, just like a scary, uncertain time. And to be able to see everyone, you know, and to be able to learn so much. My brain is so full and like happy already and it's only, you know, three something. So I, I, I feel really thankful. I know, it's still pretty early in the conference. So what's been your favorite part so far? I know that this sounds weird, but I love I love Joey's so I love Joey's managing your money the the, the dollar the keeping track of your dollars with data how sh- how she was talking about <laughs> how spreadsheets are sexy <laughs> I just I just thought that was so interesting and now you know spending my lunch break inputting data into a spreadsheet didn't think that was gonna happen so thanks Joey. <laughs> Yeah, that's always been my sort of Achilles heel, too. So it was pretty enlightening for me as well. Yeah. And we just got off of the business of animation panel. And that was, it's just so cool. You know, everybody in the voiceover community is just so down to earth. You know, it's just so heartfelt. And the things that they say, the advice that they give is genuine. And I, I, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that was fabulous as well. So we're about, I guess, a quarter of, the, quarter of the way through. What's something you're still really looking forward to? Oh my gosh, can I say all? Yeah, that sure. Does that not count? All. Uh, today, they're doing the Business of Video Games panel at 6, and I'm really looking forward to that because I, I'm a big gamer, love games. Um, I studied with Carlo Mastroni uh, in like a performance capture workshop, so it'll be really cool to see him again, albeit online. Uh, and to hear what uh, Simon and Jason have to say, I'm just really looking forward to that. And and you know, also I really love. I had such a fun time at the uh, the like network the party last night. Mm-hmm. So it, it I think the Zoom party tomorrow will be really fun too. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And there's one tonight too. Yeah. Don't forget, I'm actually hosting it. So make sure you stop by. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. You you and uh, Jay. Jay Preston. You, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Networking. Networking night. <laughs> yep. We're going to start off with some tips for everybody, maybe some things you haven't thought about, and then we'll sort of set everybody loose to, to network their, their night away. Yeah. That's so exciting. I think it's really awesome that you're interviewing people for, the, for uh, you know, the vocates. I'm just, can you hear me that I'm just, stop, I can't stop smiling. That, <laughs> I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. I think when a conference can make you smile all day long, I just think that's really special. <laughs> Yeah, the conferences, and especially this one, will, will have that effect on you. So, yeah. thanks for being here again. Glad to, glad you're having a, a good time once again, and we'll look forward to seeing you tonight and the rest of the conference. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the VO Meter live at Evocation 2020. We're now joined by Sakshi Sharma, all the way from the UK. How are things across the pond right now? Oh, it's nice. Uh, to be honest, uh, like I was saying earlier, I am just reeling in and capturing and absorbing all the information that have been that I've been listening to since morning. Uh, it's quite late here. Look, 
it's 9 p.m. here, but uh, it's, I still feel so energized as if it's bright and shiny day because the conversations, the honesty and openness in all the panels, it has been amazing. Uh, how long have you been doing voiceover? Uh, for about two years now. And what, what is your specialty or what is your niche? Uh, actually, a bit of everything. Uh, so, And I attribute it to the fact that uh, I work in not just English, but uh, three other Indian languages as well. So based on what language I speak, the genre changes for that. So I have been doing a bit of uh, corporate uh whiteboard animations, commercials, audio dramas. Uh, but yeah, I haven't done a lot of uh, video games or animations, which is by the last panel, it was incredible, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed so, that yeah. as well. Yeah. What would you say has been your favorite part of the conference so far? Uh, to be honest, uh, the first two webinars, they were amazing uh, by Maria and Joy. Uh, so yes, the animation thing—it was fabulous. But for me, for uh, for it, all of it to apply to me, it would take a few months or a few weeks before I can start applying all of that. Mm -hmm. But what Maria and Joy they shared, it applies to me right now, and I can just get started on it, organizing myself in a better way, handling my negotiations better, interacting with my clients in a slightly different way. So it applies to me right now. So tonight I'll be spending my time updating my spreadsheets and uh, my trackers. So so yeah, that has been most helpful for me. The tracker itself, the file that uh, Joey had shared, mm -hmm. that itself has been really, really valuable for me. So Yeah, that's the best part about this conference because it is so hyper-focused on business. There's so many things you can do, I would say tomorrow or Monday, but in some cases you're right, today you can just get started. Yeah. So we're about halfway through, I guess, at this point. What are you, what are you looking forward to the rest of tonight or tomorrow? Uh, so for tonight, actually, I'm looking for the networking as well uh, because I have been reading the cha uh, chats and uh, I also went into the Hangout uh, room for a bit and the people there, they seem to be amazing. So I'm looking forward to the networking today. And for tomorrow, um, I'm, I am looking forward to talking, uh, uh, hearing about uh, the casting and agents panel in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I am looking forward to starting my day with that. Yeah, those are both going to be great. The networking session, not so much. That presenter is kind of an idiot, but we'll see if he has anything cool to say tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll decide that. Towards, yeah. uh, let's see how that goes, then I'll decide that. Well, I look forward to seeing you then, and enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you, and it's nice talking to you. Likewise. Welcome back, everybody, live to the VO Meter here at eVocation 2020. We're joined by Femi London, who's a voice actor out of Seattle. How are you today? I am I am super energized after that last panel. That was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty exciting, wasn't it? That Those are some of the, the giants in the industry, and they, they, they sure showed why. So what has been your favorite part so far of eVocation? Uh trying to pick a single part that's difficult i am i am super super new to the world of voiceover uh, finally just taking that that step to get into something i've been interested in and this has been so inspirational and i love that it is about building your brand and building your career not just here's cool things that you can do in voiceover or a, an acting workshop or things like that because you can get that anywhere um my favorite thing of today has been one of the breakout sessions between 
between panels where it was an hour of talking about accents. It was like a panel in itself that wasn't even on the schedule. Um, oh, really? I think it's just been so inspirational. Yeah. Is that in the break in the uh, the break room? It was in the break room. Yeah, we had an hour long break between panels, and and it just it just evolved into a really intense and in depth, spontaneous workshop about accents and and how to use your mouth. Basically, was uh, was Nicola in there? Nicola Redman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I make, it makes sense. It's like getting getting your own master class without even realizing it. Yeah. I'm sorry I missed that. I actually took the time to take a break and did stupid things like eat and uh, took a shower. Too much information, but had to be done. <laughs> uh, so we're about halfway through. What are you looking forward to most either tonight or tomorrow? Uh, well, the party tonight should be pretty good. Uh, I What actually convinced me, or not even convinced me, I didn't need any convincing, but the thing that really struck me on the website looking through who was going to be here was the uh, building your brand which is coming up tomorrow so that is what i am most excited about because just starting out those were some of the really big questions of okay i can take classes i i have my mentor here at seattle voice academy i can i can work on the product that i am selling but then how do i sell it and how do i market it and how do i network and so that's that's what i'm most impressed with with the conference itself and really looking forward to Celia Spiegel tomorrow. That's great. Well, I'll warn you, it's it's not an instantaneous process. I'm sure Celia would be the first to admit that. You might get some tips tomorrow, but it's still going to be a journey until you perfect that brand. But Celia is certainly the person that can help you. This has been a great opportunity to get that, at least get on the path and know which direction I need to go. Yeah. And this conference is great for, for certainly doing that. Well, Femi, thanks for joining us here today. Enjoy the rest of the conference, and hopefully we'll talk soon. You as well. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. Welcome back live, everybody, to the VO Meter. We're here at Evocation, and now we're joined by Nicola Redman and Leah Marks, who host their own podcast, The Voice Over Social. And we're going to talk a little bit about what they're enjoying so far and maybe give us some tips that we can steal again. So welcome, ladies. <laughs> hi. 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 That's our cue to say hi. 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 So tips, right, what's our favorite tip? Um, like uh, about podcasts or be in the UK when an American voiceover conference is happening because it means it's basically happening at 8pm 8pm so (laughs) clink (laughs) yeah good idea we actually we really for any of the UK listeners out there from our point of view we really enjoyed the agent versus manager thing because we don't have managers quote unquote over here for voiceover as far as I'm aware I mean you can you can sign up for business coaching and and there are specialists that deal with voiceover and they'll help you in your career but it's not like a a whole industry where like you're giving a percentage to your agent and your manager and everybody else I feel like if I had a manager I'd feel like a proper professional though I'm sorry but just you can be my manager manager, Leah I'll be your manager will you be my manager manage each other okay we're gonna if you need to talk to either of us talk to the other one (laughs) I think Paul and I will see ourselves out but uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, no that's that's awesome I mean eight or managers are are mysterious for Americans too believe it or not it's it's kind of its own (laughs) special brand of representation that not everyone has yeah, you saw all the questions oh, in the okay. Q&A. There was millions yeah. of questions that they weren't even able to get I to all of them. I a question I really loved in the Q&A, and it, 
it comes up quite a lot is uh, would you recommend going for pay-to-play sites if you're a newcomer to voiceover? And a few people were like, yeah, sure, why not? And then me and Nick were thinking, actually, no. If you're a, if you're a newcomer to voiceover, that is the last thing you should be wasting your time and spending your money doing from our perspective. Actually, you're much better off talking directly to people that you want to work with and building relationships with potential clients because pay-to-play sites aren't there for like consistent business. You don't get return work, return clients from a pay-to-play site. It's a one-off only and then they're gone. So instead, t- start locally, talk to businesses in your area, find out who wants a voiceover and start building relationships that way if you want a sustainable business. Mm. So if you want it, that's that's our tip. That's our tip. Yeah, when I when I got started, I, I didn't know what a pay-to-play was. Mm. Um, so I, I was using my classic Irish blarney and getting on the blower and being like, hello, I'm Irish and I have a microphone. Do you need me? Um, and they were like, actually, yeah. And I was like, great. And then... This is like, how much money you should pay me. Yeah, I, how much money should you pay me? I don't know. I started this thing, but um, a fiver or something. Um, uh, and it all kind of snowballed from there. So pay to plays, yeah, haven't really ever played a big part of my career. And no. I've faffed okay. about with them a little bit, but it just never... It, it's, the, the efficiency of them is really poor because you're spending all of your days every day auditioning. And auditioning. Like, I mean, some people can make money out of it. Great, but actually, I don't. I don't think the money's good through pay-to-play sites. I don't think. I think it's driving down industry rates on a like constant basis. And anyway, I don't really like them. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it, for <laughs> for so many people, they're kind of like the the first gate of entry into VO. You know, you look on where do I find voiceover jobs, and of course, their SEO is amazing. So it's yeah, on the first pages yeah, right. they see, and they're like, oh, I guess this is what I do. I, I spend my four hundred dollars or six thousand as it, the case may be, and then <laughs> then the auditions will just come pouring out my way. hours a day. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, is like, if you don't have your acting chops, you are literally just flushing money and your auditions into the void, and mm-hmm. you may never get a return on that. So, so I really agree. It's so much better to just kind of figure out where you are, who the players are, where you're at, and what you're interested in, and then just pursue it that way. That's interesting what you said about acting chops. I think that's coming up quite a lot at the moment. We did an episode recently about how to get more work in gaming and also another one about uh, called AI, the, the voice. The, what was that it was called? so dramatically. <laughs> AI. And then I forgot what it's called. But it's, it's about like how AI is going to or not take over the future of our industry. And what really has come up from talking to people that are specialists in the AI industry and people that are specialists in the gaming industry is that actors are going to be the ones that survive the AI apocalypse. So if you are able to bring something that no robot can ever bring, variation, commitment, enthusiasm, emotion, all of those things, uh, well, commitment and enthusiasm, I just made up those words because they sounded good at the time. I take that back. <laughs> but maybe <laughs> emotion and variation, then then you're going to be able to survive. You're going to be able to find the work and, and, and people are going to want to cast you. Whereas uh, if you're not an actor or you haven't got you haven't spent any time training as an actor or doing any kind of classes or coaching or anything like that, then your work can be done. AI will come to the pay to players first, won't it? Yes, and it already is doing. Mm. It already is doing. There's, um, they, they announced, didn't they, at the One Voice conference that, which, uh, which pay-to-play site is it? It was They've Voice123. That's right. So they've actually got an AI on their books, on their database. You can book the AI just like you can book another actor. So it's it's already here. It's already here. If you're not an actor, if you're not somebody that can bring something way above and beyond uh, a robot, programmed robot voice, then you've, you're, you've not got a future in the industry. And there's a lot of people that are working currently like that. And it's 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 a stressful time for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, we've so. definitely like a lot of... Uh 
or sorry to, to interrupt Paul, but like a lot of the, the it, it's kind of the voiceover versus voice actor argument. You have a lot of people who are perfectly comfortable delivering copy clearly and articulately for medical, corporate narration, all that stuff, uh, versus the acting, versus like the, you, you see it more prominently in character work and animation and video games. Um, but there's a disconnect. And yeah, I think you guys are absolutely right. The narration-based stuff and even the low-paying clients, either through Fiverr or the other online casting sites, they are going to embrace AI, like they're, yeah. they, without a question. And so if you're not at a certain tier, both talent-wise and the the caliber of client you're working with, you are in danger of being um, replaced with an AI. Yeah. Well, Eleanor Hamilton, who runs eLearning Voices, which is a, an agency that helps, well, find eLearning Voices, shock her, um, <laughs> she has, would argue against the voiceover versus voice acting thing because she really, truly believes that it's much more than just somebody saying words, particularly for something for medical narration, because yes. those words are so important very and very complex. niche. And I mean, when you listen, for uh, for example, uh, as an Irish person, I know how to say all of the place names in Ireland, right? <laughs> uh, when I have a sat-nav on and it's a non-Irish voice. What's the worst one you've heard? Um, uh, well, I'm from somewhere called Armagh, which is spelled A-R-M-A-G-H. <laughs> and they just say Armagh. Armagh. <laughs> 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 For example, you know, hopefully there will be people out there who are specialists. And it, like you said, someone said then about, you know, if you, it's about being established as well. If you're an established talent mm -hmm. working in those more narrative fields, you still have that something extra to bring. It's an understanding and an ability to be responsive to what the client wants and be responsive to the needs of the pronunciation and the words on the page, which a lot of AI voices hopefully won't. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, that's the hope anyway. Hopefully wind. Hopefully wind. Sorry, we've had a lot of gin, lads. Can no. you tell? <laughs> well, speaking of uh, speaking of gin, we're we're getting closer and closer to the end of day one. What are some of the highlights so far for for things that you've seen, and what are you looking forward to most the rest of today and tomorrow? Um, I'm looking forward to the stuff that ventures into like the voice acting side, so like the animation panel. Oh yeah, and. Um, Oh, what was the other one I saw? Well, well, there's business of video I've games too. The oh, video, that video was games. it. Yeah, I knew yes. there was a video games one. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I keep pulling that out of your it's ear. It's fine. This is what comes of sharing too much equipment. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> you were you were saying while yeah, I was no, thinking. while you were thinking, I, I've been very much enjoying the uh, like you mentioned earlier to me, Nick, while we were talking privately, not on the podcast, um, the jazzy music in between the, uh, <laughs> the yeah. sessions. There's so much fun having a little bop. And can I just say also? The fact that I can be at this conference mm. because it's online. I think, you know, COVID has been tough for many reasons for all of us. But I think it's nice at this point in whatever this COVID journey is to appreciate the fact that there are certain things we've been able to do that we couldn't have done before. Like I was not going to be able to get to NYC to go to vocation this year. And I've been able to attend this conference and, you know, various other online US conferences that I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> I was thinking that was our podcast and I edited myself to do that. <laughs> <laughs> sort it out. That I wouldn't have been able to attend if, you know, they hadn't been online. So it's interesting and lovely mm, to just be here. Yep. I agree with everything she said. <laughs> yeah, and vice versa. Sean and I have had the same experience. We were both at One Voice USA and actually attended the 
the One Voice, whatever it's called now, the original One Voice in, in London, quote unquote. And I <laughs> wouldn't have been able classic. to do that. Yeah. I would not have been able to do that if I had to fly to London in person. So there are some silver linings for sure. Mm. Now, will you be coming next year now you've seen how good it is? Mm-hmm. You coming to the UK? Mm-hmm. I, I think I might have to. Although, who knows if yes. I'll be allowed <laughs> to see what happens right. in a year. Listen, if you can be there, <laughs> we'll show you around. For sure. For sure. Sweet. We'll take all the boats on the boat party. <laughs> yep. Well, Leah and Nick, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to you. You're You're welcome. From one podcaster to another. Yes. I know. Quadcast, crosscast, whatever you want to call it. All right, enjoy the rest of the conference, and we'll talk soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Welcome back live to the BO Meter on day two of Evocation 2020. And we're now joined by Nessa Lobos, who who, uh, I actually spoke to last night during one of the uh, networking sessions. So how are you, Nessa? I'm doing good. How's that? How are you? I'm fantastic. So tell me, how are you enjoying the conference so far? Maybe what's a highlight? I, I love it. Um, I went to Vocation last year in person. Unfortunately, because of the state of the world right now, we are stuck in um, hours of Zoom sessions, which sounds exhausting. But uh, when it's full of a ton of like information and really interesting parts and everyone just kind of networking and getting a lot of info in your brain, uh, it, it really works out and the breaks in between. Um, one of my highlights was definitely the, uh, the animation and the video game session because that was actually lacking in last year's uh, Vocation 20, uh, 2019. So that was, that was a great surprise. Yeah, I think the, the conference has really captured the spirit of what a live conference would be, even though it's all electronic and Karin and Jamie have done a great job. Absolutely. Even the uh, even the breakout rooms with the uh, with the networking, because uh, last year, you know, there's since you're there physically, there's limited space. But now that it's virtually, you can kind of have 100 people in one room um, listening to the same thing. And and no one has to get cut out because of lack of space. Yeah. Even last year, there was sort of ancillary parties going on. Like at one point, there was a dinner party with JMC and a couple of people and then other people are at different restaurants. So we weren't really, even though oh, we were all there. together, quote unquote, we weren't really all together. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's actually, I guess, how I met JMC. It was through his uh, speech. And then, uh, yeah, we went to dinner. I forgot what restaurant we went to, but. I can't remember the name. It was, um, was it Peruvian? It was really good. I remember. I uh, think, I think so. Yeah. I just know. I, I, I'm pretty sure he got a lobster or something. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> So we're almost done, unfortunately. What's something that you're still looking forward to in the remainder of today? Um, definitely the, I know Celia Siegel is going to do a, an amazing speech right now about branding, um, which I'm all for. And I guess networking more or just kind of like reaching out to, to businesses and like the, the good do's and don'ts. Um, just kind of as a half, half a newbie, you know, I, 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 I'm in that part where I know what I'm doing, um, but I'm not fully committed to doing it right now. So having the uh, the do's and don'ts will really help me along the way. Well, hopefully Especially the fabulous presenters, the rest mix. of the conference will help you stay motivated. Oh, absolutely. And the mix of, you know, newbies to pros is amazing. So even if they have shown something, you know, last year that somebody didn't catch, you know, they get to see it this time. Yeah, it really has been great. Well, enjoy the rest of today and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Paul. Good morning, everybody. We're back for day two, well, I guess technically day three, if you count the pre-party of Evocation 2020. And I'm joined now by Lillian Rachel, 
who is primarily an audiobook narrator, but does other voiceover work as well. So good morning and welcome, Lillian. Good morning. Yes. Looking forward to another jam-packed day. Yeah, it is jam-packed, isn't it? I, I feel kind of guilty spending all day at my computer or online, but it's the price we pay for our craft, right? <laughs> There's so much information out there. It's like drinking from a fire hydrant, you know, just desperately taking notes and just learning everything. It's great. Yeah, that's a good description. So what have been some of your favorite highlights so far? I really enjoyed uh, Maria Pendolino's negotiation because, you know, that's so relevant for everybody and certainly relevant for me. And and managing your money, which is a struggle. Uh, <laughs> just keeping track of everything. The extra insights you get from people who that is their that's their power, you know, that's their powerhouse, that's their zone. And you're like, okay, that's not my zone of excellence, keeping track of everything and spreadsheets, that type of thing. So just being able to learn from that is is huge. You know, the it's like the back end of the business that you don't always think about when you start up as an entrepreneur, but it's so key to success. That's what's great about this conference. Pretty much everybody who's a speaker and doing a presentation, that is their, their uh, what do you call it, zone of excellence? Or I think I heard yeah. Andy Arndt mention it recently as the sphere of genius. And they bring yeah. all of that to the table, which is great. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why we're here, right? To learn from people who just, that is, that's what they do. That is their, that's their sphere of excellence. And, and they're willing to share it with us so we don't have to reinvent the wheel or try and constantly push uphill. Yeah, and everyone's so giving, too, because, I mean, everyone knows that they're getting paid to be speakers. But aside from that, almost everybody is staying afterwards to to answer questions. They're they're coming back into the networking parties at night and just re-giving all that information uh, out of their own free time. And I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Even areas yesterday... um like um, animation and video games, which are not areas I'm currently pursuing. But even learning how all that works and everything that goes into it, it's just learning more about my industry as a whole. Um, it, it's huge. And it's just so exciting just to see all the different aspects that we have to the industry. Yeah, I have to agree. Well, we were just watching Jamie's sort of kickoff this morning, and I'm wondering, what are you still looking forward to today? Oh, gosh, all of it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all looks really good today. Um, and when we're starting off with online casting, which I think a lot of people start with online casting, but there's a, there's a knack to that for sure. So Karin's going to be excellent this morning. I know it. Uh, I love Lotus Productions. So listening to Jim and Sam will be great, you know. Um, everything, everything. Uh, Debbie Irwin and Celia Siegel. Tim, it's just, I don't know, all, everything is a home run. That's the thing on this conference. They've, they've zoned in, and um, I'm looking forward to it all today. I don't want to miss a bit. Totally fair answer. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> I don't know if I can pick one. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for being here on the VO Meter, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Paul. See you again soon. Bye. Welcome back live to the VO Meter here on day two at Evocation 2020. And we're joined by Heather Lynn Watt. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you enjoying the conference so far? I'm really loving it. I've done conferences for previous careers, and I've always enjoyed this, uh, enjoyed them. But this is the first time I've been able to make it to a VO one, and it's just, it's just amazing. What's been your favorite part so far? 
I think so far my well, besides the keynote speech on Friday night, which was just, you know, tearjerker, I've really enjoyed the video game session because I've always appreciated video games, but I was never really great at playing them and realizing about how much more the acting was important than, you know, me being able to actually physically play the games was was altering for me. And we're almost through the conference, unfortunately. Small tear. But what's something you're still looking forward to the rest of today? I'm looking forward to the branding, which I believe is next. That's an area that I don't have a lot of knowledge about, so I'm really interested to see what I can learn from it. Okay. Well, short and sweet. We're actually supposed to be there right now in the next, like, 30 Ah. seconds. So let's jump off. We'll go see Celia Siegel and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. You too. Thank you for having me. Welcome back live, everybody, to the VO Meter at Evocation 2020. We're now joined by Sylvia Longmire, who's a voice talent out of Florida. Welcome, Sylvia. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm great. So enjoying this conference. Yeah, so am I. So tell me, what's your favorite part so far? Oh my gosh, meeting all the other voice actors, to be perfectly honest with you. It's just, uh, it's the only online conference I've ever been to where I feel like I'm actually in a, in a hotel room with a bunch of people. And the, yeah, the people have been amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the, the people or if it's the way Karin and Jamie have put it together. I can't say I've attended any other industry online conferences, but I think it's probably just because we're so cool. Yeah, <laughs> a combination of everything. Yeah. So uh, what panels have you done? Well, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure you watched the majority of the panels. I know we just left Celia's panel. What did you think of that? Oh, it was wonderful. And uh, as someone who's been involved in branding for other businesses that are unrelated to voiceover, and I've been running my own companies for 10 years, it was just really refreshing and especially applying it to my new voiceover business. So are you new to voiceover? Uh, yeah, I started three months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. And have you put any of your branding knowledge to work yet? Or are you sort of feeling out where you're going to fit first? No, I I've, I already knew where I was going uh, because I've, I've started several businesses and I found the brand, I found the logo, I found the business name before I even submitted my first audition. And that's why I was so excited about this conference because I'm uh, already business minded and I think that's really helped me a lot uh, with my nascent career. Yeah, it definitely can. I was the same way. I came to VoiceOver late about six years ago, but I'd been in business forever and I brought all that knowledge with me, and it did definitely help me jumpstart. So I think you're on the right track. Thanks. Yeah, it's been it's been really helpful. And oddly enough, being the new kid on the block, I've been able to provide some suggestions and advice for uh, other people who are new to the business, which is really weird. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I just started a few months ago, but at least from the business portion, yeah, I have some experience there. Well, that's kind of what I was saying last night during the networking session, is that you bring you to the table and make connections based on your knowledge. It doesn't have to be voiceover related. It's great if it is, but that'll come in time. Right, right. So tell me, what are you still looking forward to? We're almost a, almost done, about three quarters of the way through. What's something that still piques your interest? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the P2P thing, I loved Corinne's talk this morning because I get you know, most of my work through there, so that was really cool. Um, especially uh, hearing from Jim and Sam, that was great since I'm trying to get into political ads and you know hopefully working with them. And then, of course, the, the social network party later, <laughs> later tonight. I'm really looking forward to that and just talking and hearing about other people's experiences. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to everything as well. I'm not sure how late the party will go tonight. Last night we went until... One in the morning, I close it down yeah. then, and I think Sunday will be a little more tame, but we'll see. You never know. I don't know. No school tomorrow, so. <laughs> That's true. All right, well, thanks for joining us, Sylvia, and enjoy the rest of the conference. Thanks, Paul. You too. 
Hey, before you go, I'm gonna stop recording, but before you go, I'm hearing some static that I think is coming from your end. You might wanna check that out. Welcome back everybody to day two or day three, depending on if you count the, the kickoff party of Evocation 2020. We're joined here by Rex Anderson, who ironically is just about three miles away from me. So I feel kind of stupid talking over the internet, but what are you gonna do, COVID? Welcome Rex. Oh, hoy hoy, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. So how's the conference been for you so far? It's been great. I'm really glad I decided to go. I was hemming and hawing up until about nine o'clock on Friday to whether or not I was going to, and then I took the plunge and I'm glad I did. It's been a great mix of back to basics kind of information, sort of like checking all the boxes of the things I've done so far and just hearing some, you know, great stuff from great people. The panel we just came out of especially was exactly the kind of stuff I was hoping for. Yeah, Jim and Sam are fantastic. They're so open, mm -hmm. and it's not an act. Like, they really are that that open. I went to the conference last year in person, met Jim, and he really did send me an audition, like, the next day. So they really are that, that open. Oh, wow, working that's with new fantastic. Talent. Yeah, it's great to just see, you know, a face, uh, <laughs> you know, because most of the time we're just sitting alone in our booths and emailing people and just kind of hoping for some sort of response and uh, having, you know, people in front of us and it turns out they're all very genuine and authentic and nice and approachable. And that's very nice. It kind of takes some of the pressure off of the marketing game. Yeah. Anytime you can do that, it's really helpful. Mm -hmm. So what are some things you're looking forward to today? Well, let's see. We've got Celia Siegel's po uh, panel coming up soon. That's going to be great. Um, branding is definitely something I still struggle with. and. Uh, I, I look forward to hearing her uh, going more in-depth on that subject. Um, let me pull up the schedule. What else do we have coming up? I think Debbie Irwin is right next. We have a lunch break. Okay. And then Debbie... looks. Oh, yes. Business of non-broadcast. I mean, that's a bedrock of any uh, career. So that's definitely something I'm going to be paying close attention to. Sessions from home. We could always brush up on that these days, couldn't we? Yeah, it's a big topic. Got to hear Tim a little bit in the rooms last night. Seems like a cool guy, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, all these panels, man, I really... Uh, there's not one that I'm not interested in, you know? This is a really good mix of, of folks, and, uh, yeah, I think I'm. Uh, we're definitely getting bang for our buck this year. Yeah, that's what most of our guests have said, that when, I, that when they ask them what they're most looking forward to, it's like, everything? I, I just can't wait for all of it, and that's a great position to be in. Absolutely. And the nights, man. Like, last night was great. I was a little nervous about it, but it turned out, you know, you make some new friends and, you know, really realize that you're not in this alone and uh, that there's other people out there kind of doing all the same things you're doing. And it's not uh, competitive in any way. Everybody's very open and, you know, just lots of great personalities on display. And it's been great, man. Yeah, those parties have been surprisingly fun, even though it's remote. I think it's captured the the atmosphere of what a real quote unquote conference would be like. So sure. I enjoyed that too. Yeah, this is you know obviously done by proxy, so you know I'm I'm looking forward to doing it in person again. But uh, I'm glad I decided to take a gamble on the online version. Well, good. Uh, enjoy your lunch. I'm probably gonna head out and get some rofo for my local friends that know what that is. Hurry sure, back sure. and enjoy the rest of the good. conference. All right, enjoy your chicken. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the VO Meter. We're just about wrapping up our time at Evocation 2020, but now we're joined by Byron Wagner, who has been with us for most of the weekend. I want to know, Byron, what do you think has been the greatest part about the conference for you? Only everything. 
We've actually heard that no, a lot I, from a lot of people. I, I bet. I bet. No, I, I, um, I took a chance last year because it was the first year and I was really impressed. I really had a great time and I'm really pleased that the guys decided to do it virtually this year. And, uh, you know, the, the only thing that you're in danger of missing out on when you go to a conference that's become virtualized is, you know, the schmooze factor, the bumping into people in the hallways and learning stuff that you hadn't intended. That's not kind of on the agenda. And, uh, and that was, that was very, very handily taken care of by the, socialization factor of the zoom rooms and the breakouts and so on. So now I, I, you know, and even the people, Maria Pendolino's presentation was one of the highlights for me of last year's conference. And even though a lot of the material was repeated this year, there was a lot of new material and it was still, once again, you know, worth the purchase purchase price alone of the whole conference as were, as were any number of the other sessions. So I'm a happy camper, so to speak. That's great to hear. I was a little worried about that myself because, as you probably know, I was a presenter last year and this year as well. And I did pull some pieces of my presentation from last year, but I tried to make it a little bit different so it would apply to the new audience. And hopefully that came out in, in the wash, so to speak. The You know, the unexpected thing, because at least as far as I know, last year's sessions were not recorded as much as I would have liked to be able to go back and, you know, kind of revisit them and take more careful notes or whatever. Uh, I really like the fact that this year you will have the opportunity. That's that's really amazing. Yeah, I agree. And I have to say that the show, the social aspect has been really great. I'm going to uh, sort of throw you under the bus here because I don't remember seeing you last year. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I remember actually talking to you. I'm under the bus. It hurts. The first uh, time I remember actually talking to you was at Uncle Roy's, I think, several months later. So yeah. we actually spent a lot of time together this year at the conference, and I think they did a great job of managing that social aspect, too. Yes. And last year I was, I'm, I'm just such a low-profile guy. You know? <laughs> must be it, it. I'm easy to miss, so I understand, Paul. So what would you say is your favorite total aspect of the conference this year? Well, let me start by saying what my, one of the things that really struck me last year I do a lot of work with audiobooks, but I also do a lot of work with animation and so on. And so I make it to New York four or five times a year, usually kind of APA centric around, you know, they split the Audis off from APAC and so on. So when I came to the opening party last year and there were a hundred and some people in the room, I knew four people and that was it. There, you know, of all those people, because they were kind of the different genres of voiceover in New York, that I hadn't bumped into because they didn't do audiobooks primarily. So that was wonderful and similar kind of deal this year. There are people, a lot of people that I have become friends with from this, you know, uh, from this event, particularly last year, but also, you know, again, lots of people who wouldn't have been able to come if it was in meat space, as the kids, kids say, um, because they would have been too far away or because of, you know, the expense of staying in a hotel in New York. So, you know, I got to meet people from all over the country slash the world who came to this conference this year that otherwise wouldn't never have met. So, you know, I love that on top of everything else, you know, the frosting on the proverbial cake. There you go. Well, Byron, it's been a pleasure to see you again. And no, no, you didn't see me last year. So this will be the first time. But likewise, I met at other events. But yes, I was under the I was under the bus, (laughs) apparently. But it's a pleasure to speak to you today, and thanks for your participation this weekend at Evocation. 
Indeed. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the VO Meter live at Evocation. We're basically the last five people standing at the Zoom party. I'm here with Cherie Tay and Finley Smith, who have been here all weekend at the conference. Welcome, everybody. How are you doing? Good. How are really you? Really good. So tell me, what's been your favorite part of the conference so far? So many things. Just so much. Learning so much, meeting so many people, and then the late night parties like this one. I've just been really impressed with the opportunities to kind of like network because you think when you're sort of doing something digitally that like you would lose some of that in-person opportunity to chat and yet we really have been able to kind of like you know circulate around or connect on social media yeah it's kind of amazing finley you and i were both at the the one boys conference a couple of weeks ago and i feel like this conference is maybe even taking a step further with the connections where we're able to to really hang out with people and make legitimate business connections for the future would you agree yeah, yeah, yeah. I think One Voice was different in that they were literally like they did the first virtual conference and they did some things a bit differently in terms of like speed networking. And here it's been a bit more flexible in terms of uh, having like digital rooms where you can organize by topic and discuss things like animation or technically we're discussing business now at 1230 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really kind of amazing how much you can laser focus on the business of things but that's what really what this this conference is all about sheree what was your favorite topic or favorite panel that you participated in or watched i mean okay so like i love maria pendolino and i've already seen her business thing but it was so cool to watch it again and i still like absorbed even more information and then also jim and sam um i have a lot of female and enge sound engineer friends and i was like yes another one in the wild yeah, Sam is absolutely amazing, and I, I was so impressed with not only her openness and willingness to connect with people, but also Jim as uh, the owner of the, of the company. And I just love the way they sort of engender that that community feel that we have in the voiceover community. It feels like he's my dad, and then she's like my sister, my like younger sister, you know? <laughs> like, that's kind of the vibe I get from them. Yeah, somebody yeah, said, yeah, and they definitely go the extra mile in terms of they were in the breakout rooms and stuff like that. I know I met Sam at another conference, um, which was Voxy Ladies in Charlotte, and she adorably, I walked part of the way back, and I was doing this in Charlotte, where it was very safe and well lit, and she still gave me her personal cell phone number and said, please connect with me and make sure you've walked back to your hotel and you're okay, because I'm from New York, and... Yeah, it's like what my mom does to me every time I go somewhere. Well, not anymore because I'm almost 50 years old. But she used to do it to me when I would go somewhere. She'd say, call me when you get home to make sure you're safe, right? And I think somebody in the co in the chat room earlier said, Jim feels like my cousin who I didn't know I was related to but just met. <laughs> Sounds about right. So what would you say is the overall takeaway from the Evocation 2020? Trust your voice. Just fake it till you make it. Fake it till you become it is what I like to say. And you can do it. Just put the time into it. Finley, how about you? I'd say there are two things. One is that voiceover as an industry is continuing to grow and develop, um, even as the economy and so many other things are going on around us. Um, and the second thing is that even in our digital, digital, socially distant world, it's incredibly important to continue to network and develop relationships. Yeah, and you can even do it digitally, as I think my biggest takeaway I'm really impressed with what Karin and Jamie did. And thanks to all the participants and sponsors for putting on a great conference. Thanks, thanks Finley. Bye. Thanks, Sheree, for being here. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Yeah, it was great talking to you.
How many times does this happen to you? You're listening to the radio when this commercial comes on, not unlike this one, and this guy starts talking, not unlike myself. Or maybe it's a woman that starts talking, not unlike myself, and you think to yourself, geez, I could do that. Well, mister, well, missy, you just got one step closer to realizing your dream as a voiceover artist, because now there's Global Voice Acting Academy. All the tools and straight-from-the-hip, honest information you need to get on a fast track to doing this commercial yourself. Well, not this one exactly. Classes, private coaching, webinars, home studio setup, marketing and branding help, members-only benefits like workouts, rate and negotiation advice, practice scripts, and more. All without the kind of hype you're listening to right now. Go ahead, take our jobs from us. We dare you. Speak for yourself, buddy. I like what I do. And you will, too, when you're learning your craft at Global Voice Acting Academy. Find us at globalvoiceacademy.com. Because you like to have fun. Walgreens. Because it's flu season. You live in a place with doorknobs and handrails and, you know, people. We tried booking a vacation rental on one of those other websites. They don't always tell you everything. The stars take it to the red carpet. We are back live from the red carpet. California leads the way for change in America, and so does Kamala Harris. Rated M for Mature. Claire Redfield. And who exactly are you? So, yeah, what hashtag should I use to describe a grown man in a tuxedo wrestling a goat? And prior to 1933, many of them belonged to a variety of political parties that were now outlawed in Germany. This is the story of how Q got curly. Quinn was crazy about curls. Curly fries, curly straws, curly-haired dogs. Hey, Jay Michael here. Thanks for listening to the VO Meter podcast. It's one of my favorites. If you're looking for a great demo like the ones you just heard, check out jmcdemos.com for more information. So thanks, everyone, for participating in the interviews. I know I could have been a, a bit of a, of a pest when I kept dropping the the idea in all the chats every every session, but... <laughs> I wanted to make sure we got a fair sampling of everybody there who wanted to have their voice heard on the podcast, and I appreciate everyone's contributions. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun getting to talk with you. And we want to thank Karin and Jamie, Karin Guilfrey, Jamie Muffet, the organizers of Evocation 2020, for having us as the official podcast of the conference again, just like last year. We want to thank the sponsors of the show, Lotus Productions, World Voices Organization, and Backstage. And thanks, everybody, for listening and participating over the weekend. It was a lot of fun. Thanks so much, everyone. Hope to see you next year. Thanks for listening to this episode of the VO Meter. To follow along, visit us at www.vometer.com. We'd also love to hear your comments or suggestions for the show. Or if you have a questionable gear purchase... Tell us all about it on our Facebook page or on Twitter at the VO Meter. 